Welcome back to the Gen Z Hockey Podcast with your hosts, Sahar and Lucas. We're back. We have a full episode. It's packed. We have a lot of information, a lot of new stuff. Um, yesterday was the Gary Bettman press conference about just an update about everything in general and like what the NHL is going to do from here on out to finish this season and the playoff. So I guess we just get right into it, I guess. Uh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, okay, so uh, yesterday you, they were exclusively on Sportsnet. Gary Bettman presented the whole um, the whole outline for what the NHL's plan is. So the plan is a 2014 playoff system. Uh, top four teams in each conference will claim an automatic berth to the first round. And then everyone else is playing a play-in round which will uh which will be best of five yeah best of five uh and the season. the four teams will play a round robin like the top four teams will play yeah. some sort of round robin like uh setup to see which is in which team would be in which seed yeah the regular season is over officially so we'll talk about what players got what award uh, later, but let's just go through um, the like. Let's go through the like the the setup, I guess, and I guess we'll talk yeah, to. I, guess. I think we'll have to explain the draft lottery because that's that's a lot. That's really that's what. Yeah, really that's something confused. everyone's confused about. And I, um, I I think I know I think I know what it is. So I mean the 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 four teams at the top definitely kind of got screwed. Like they yeah. they realistically they did get screwed. Yeah. However, even though it's not what they would have wanted, I think it's that's their way of saying, okay, but you're you're the, one of the best teams in the league. You don't even have to really play to get into what work what is going to be known as the playoffs, which yeah. will be after the best of five play-in round. Yeah. So our so. The play-in rounds, the best of the best of five, that would go to face in the next, uh, I guess, quarterfinals. First series. So we would uh, have the Islanders. One. The Islanders play the Panthers. The Penguins play the Habs. The Hurricanes play the Rangers, and then the Leafs playing the Blue Jackets in the East. So, um, so whoever wins those will face the we'll face the the next teams that are the top that are in the top four and then in the west you have the canucks against the wild the oilers against the blackhawks and if you're an oilers fan how are you not pissed off what why are you pissed off like chicago's the worst team but they still have jonathan taves they still have patrick kane like they still have yes, like they're they still have no goaltending they have Corey crawford Corey crawford in, in a way, could be one of those goalies that just catches fire for for like 10, 10 to fifteen games and and no. wins. Not any, no. not anymore. Not anymore. I, I don't think that's gonna happen. First mm. of all, because they have the one second. They have the Art Ross winning player, um, Leon and uh, Connor McDavid. So I don't think Chicago has any shot. Uh, even coming close to giving them a hard time. Yeah, it might really? be two games, but I no no shot. All right, all right. Nashville and Arizona, which to me, even though it's even though like it's a shit it's a shit show, like this this whole this whole thing because they're gonna be so so bad so like um out of shape. dull and just out of shape. I think Nashville and Arizona low key could be one of the ser- one of the best series. And I think th- yes. I think the best series Taylor Hall? I think the be- Versus he, PK, no, no, not not PK Subban. He's not there. It's yeah. Taylor Hall versus uh versus like Ryan Johansson. And I think the best series overall will be the, the Flames and the Jets. Yeah, that's gonna two be a good teams series. that two teams that really know each other. Two teams that well, not really know each other, but two teams that definitely don't don't like each other. Two teams that are close yeah. to close to each other. Now, what I think the NHL should do is all of their seeds. I think are are fine, and how they're gonna do this round robin? Okay, 
doesn't matter how, what the seeds are. Let's let's just for this for this scenario, let's just put them as they have, as they are right now, which is uh, Boston is one. Um, I'm not. I'm trying to find. I know boss. I think Boston's one. Washington is two. And okay. someone else is three, and so and Philadelphia is four. I think that there should be the actual quarterfinals. There should be some sort of thing like how the NFL does it, where the highest seeded team faces the lowest seeding team. Okay, so here let's slow it down because we kind of rushed through everything. So just let's come. Um, so the league prefers brackets, while the players prefer seeding for the first round that has not been decided yet and be, uh, for because the player player what was the committee called the players that nhlpa no 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 the, like they're the committee oh, like the, with like uh, the okay yeah, yeah. I, um with the so players? the players like the players that he was talking about uh the, i don't know what ready they're to play what they're called i should like that so, something like that. I should have. Yeah. I should have. I should have checked it before. But I know. I know there was a lot of like the. There was a lot of leaf love there. It was a lot of players that were yeah. like that were leaves that went. Okay. Can you find the name and then I'll just go over like a couple of points. Yes. Um. So Gary Bettman says the first playoff uh could still be set using either a bracket or seating. I just re- repeated that. Um. A couple of other notes from Return to Play Protocol. Two exhibition games per team, 28 skaters, and as many goalies as you wish to carry. That's from Elliot Friedman. Um, and the cities that are still in like in line to be uh, are, are being under, consi- under consideration is Chicago, Columbus, Dallas, Edmonton, Las Vegas... Los Angeles, Minneapolis, St. Paul, Pittsburgh, Toronto, and Vancouver. So that's just the general idea of what is going on with like the first round or first like for the playoffs that are happening or the play-in rounds. We're going to refer to them as the playoffs because they are considered as the playoffs and how they're constructed is basically like the playoffs. Um, like in the NFL where the first like top seeds don't have to play in the first round. It's mm-hmm. really similar to that. So we're just going to refer to it as the playoffs and round I one, I guess. Round I one. can't find, I can't find what the, the players, I, I know who the players are. I just can't, I just don't know what they were referred to as. Oh, uh, okay. And I know the players. It was like it was a lot of Leafs. It was um, it was uh, JVR, John Tavares, Ron Hainsey. Um, I think and I think two two more that I that I'm not that I can't remember. But I I didn't know that like those were like those would be the players that like are are the driving force of this. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't know that they had like like five specific players. I thought it was just the players' association. Yeah. Um, return to play committee. I think that's what it was called. I don't okay. know. But, I don't, um, that's not. I that's found not the it funny. Point right I, no one was saying anything, but like I found, kind of found it funny that like half the players were Leafs or former Leafs, and mm-hmm. like no one was saying that like there was no like oh, I was there was expecting... no bias. Someone to say that there was going to be bias against the Leafs, and no one said on like I I didn't see it on Twitter when I was like scrolling through Twitter, and I think I got kind of just found that funny, uh, just to like just I thought people would have a bigger reaction to like the whole bias thing and how the team or how the how like there were Leafs players being set, yeah. Well, okay, if they're gonna if they're if that's what they're gonna point out, then let them let them do it. I don't, I don't care. Because like yeah, no, that's that's the just, last thing. The funniest, that's uh, the last uh, thing I'm ta- I'm thinking about right now is oh bias towards the Leafs. Like I like I didn't even think about that. Um, so it's all very, it's all definitely very confusing. But in a way, it does it does make sense. And yeah, I am I'm actually very happy. And I think that they hit the they I think they hit the ball out of the park. Yeah, I think the how they did it was well. 
he, uh, Jer- uh, Gary Batman stayed there. He talked with Tim. And- we, I was watching the Tim and Sid broadcast. Uh, I was too. You were as well. So like on Tim and Sid, he stayed after he asked questions. Uh, he answered questions, and then he went on uh, NHL's Instagram Live and was answering questions. And I think the whole presentation and just how they presented it was really well done. And the whole visuals and everything, I really liked it. Um, yeah, I don't. Re- I don't really have an issue of how they were presenting. It just. They presented it how they could, and I think they did well. Yeah. So, do sh- should we maybe break down the break down these matchups, or sh- do you want to say that for a later date? No, let's break it down because okay. we, we have it now. We have something to talk about. We'll probably have something more to talk about later. So, uh, one thing is before I want them to do seating. I want them to do seating too because it would make more sense. It would make and much more sense. The Leafs wouldn't have to face Boston. That's not even why. That's not even why. It's more of just it making it making more sense than than what is proposed with the brackets. Yeah. Because one of the Leafs or Columbus should not be facing the top seed. They yeah, should not be. They are the best teams, and that's exactly. what I feel like about now, like the cool. only way. And we'll we'll say. Let's say that the Bruins are the top seed. The only way the Leafs or the Blue Jackets should be able to play them is if new uh, is if uh, the Islanders, Penguins, or Hurricanes, and Hurricanes, excuse me, win. That's the only way that they should yeah. be able to play. But then, if you're doing that, then you're following the um, seeding bracket. Exactly. So yeah, there, yeah, therefore. Yeah. Therefore, it, it, it's seeding. It doesn't matter I'm if it's saying, this I'm way I'm saying that's the, only, that's the only way that they would face that they would face the Bruins. And that's the only way yeah. that they should be. Because the seeding makes more sense than having yeah, yeah. these brackets. Yeah. Oh, that could... Oh, actually, yeah, if it is bra- if it is seeding, we could still end up facing the Bruins. That's only if... Island, the there Island, is no upsets. Yeah. The Islanders, the yeah, there is no upsets. Which I'm sorry, there are possibilities of, of upsets. I could see the Rangers yeah. upsetting the Hurricanes. Maybe even see the, see the Panthers upset the Islanders. Because I am yeah. so I'm ne- I haven't really been high on the Islanders all season. Yeah, yeah. No, and, Florida. Yeah. Okay, let's go down the list then. If if we're going to go to talk about things, um, like, I have Pittsburgh, Montreal as fifth and twelfth. Um, in the Eastern Conference, um, you want to go? I I would see I like I'll see the I I'd see the the Penguins definitely winning that. Uh, you know, uh, Carey Price could pull a rabbit out of the hat. It's definitely a possibility. Uh, I don't I don't see I don't see it though. He hasn't been he hasn't been as hot recently. Uh, it's not even that. Like he's gonna be if... so much. He's gonna be so much more flat after what? Is it, haven't we been here for like two months or two and a half months? Three. It's, it's crazy. coming into three months. It's cr- it's crazy to think that all the time it's fun. Because this clo- like the school like the uh, the NHL paused on March 11th, and, and it's Jesus. May 27th. That's so crazy. it's almost gonna be three months of no hockey, no sports, and just general, just sitting at home and. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy to think that it's been that long of no hockey. Like I've been, yeah. I've so I've been so mad. <laughs> I've been so like this sucks. Yeah. So um, see, I maybe maybe the Habs pull off something, but I I take the Penguins. Like they're just they're just they're the Penguins. You can't you can't go against them. And also yeah. Also, it's a big thing to add of how. There's going to be 28. They said that there's going to be a, a 28 skaters and as many goalies as you want. Yeah. So we know the Penguins, how they'll just put in random guy next to Sidney Crosby and he scores 30 goals. Yeah. So, well, it's that, for, and that's, a, that's so, so much more of an advantage for the Penguins. But like they were talking about, um, they were talking about how they're going to be carrying 50 staff and players. Mm-hmm. For like just everyone in general, for each team, they can only bring fifty staff or fifty staff 50 and players. Staff so fifty so, team, fifty team members. We'll, yeah. We'll so I'm assuming two. Okay, so there's for the exhibition games, you can have as much as many goalies as you want. But for the like when they're playing already, I'm assuming there's gonna be 28 skaters and then two goalies, so 30 people. No, for, I think they'll have 30 three players. goalies. I think they'll have three goalies. So 31 players and then 19 staff. 
I guess. Yeah. Okay. So wait, how much team? How much players on a, are on a, like a hockey team during a game? Uh, twenty-two skaters, um, and two goalies are usually on the bench. So twenty-four people. Twenty-four. Okay. So, so that gives them like they are, they are six to seven it. extras. Yeah. yeah, they are extending yeah. it and making it making it bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So and I think um, and I think that's a I think that's a that's very smart because because during during a pandemic it might be a little hard to call up your guy from the AHL. Yeah, and then that's going to allow them to give uh, like have some flexibility with the older players. They can throw in the younger players every other game to see like for those older players that like are rusty and just like are pro- are definitely going to be sore after three months of sitting at home and not doing anything. Like um, imagine if the shark, imagine the sharks are in the playoffs. Joe Thornton will step on the ice and his leg will break. Like well, that's like so that's Dana what I'm. Chara is in the playoffs. Dana Chara is going I'm to. I'm more worried about him than Joe Thornton. Yes, because I'm definitely worried about him. But like Zdeno Chara will will step on the will step on the ice. Let's just say he's playing he's playing the Leafs. Mitch Marner will burn past him and he'll twist his and he'll twist his leg. Like he's gonna be yeah. like players like that are so flat. Yeah, because I know. Like older players on the Bruins that like are not going to be able to keep up with the Leafs. They're all they have a lot of good players too. I'm not saying that, but like there are a lot of older players on the Bruins that I don't think will be able to keep up with the Leafs and just how they play because the young guys are still training and somewhat staying in shape compared to the older guys that have to stay in shape constantly and can't like can't not stay in shape because they're just going to fall off hard and fast i'm reading i'm reading all these things from uh from the sport from uh on sportsnet's twitter because i have the and i have the teams in front of me because they put it all these things are just like habs are gonna upset canadians in five like habs habs are gonna upset and i'm just like no no i don't don't think so i don't think so no i don't think no (laughs) pittsburgh pittsburgh has too many weapons as in crosby and malkin that they can single-handedly take on the montreal canadians Mm -hmm. um because of just the Mont- Montreal is just in like, like is it a rebuild or is it like reconstruction? Like I don't even know what like what to call them as a team. I is it a I rebuild? I I have no clue, no clue whatsoever. What what that's considered? What their what yeah. their whole thing thing is considered? And now just them being thrown into this 24 team roster, they're just like, all right, yeah. looks like we're a playoff team. So like little, I think they were. That, that's how it's just kind of strange. Like, I don't think they were, like, planning to be in the playoffs, like, at the end of, like, or before the season oh, no, got canceled. they weren't. So, I think I this think... is a surprise for them, and hopefully it's, they make it a fun series, so we have some entertainment. Yeah, I don't think, we'll I don't think the, I don't think the Rangers were planning on it either, but the Rangers were coming, were coming in hot, and if I, and I actually think that the Rangers might, I actually think the Rangers are yeah, gonna upset. I was the, the actually fans. wanted to talk about the next uh, next round, uh, next series. Carolina versus the Rangers. I think the Rangers have a big chance of the Rangers beating have, Carolina. The Rangers have three goalies. It's not even that. I think the Rangers are just as uh, like forwards, and as a team in general, I think they're better. They have a lot of young players. But then they have uh, Panarin and a lot of older players that are just not veterans, but have is gone Panarin, through like. Is Panarin now considered an older player? Well, older compared to like their rookies, they have compared a bunch to, like, of. Capo Caco. Yeah, they were doing a rebuild, and they did a rebuild in like a year and a half or something. Mm-hmm. And compared to all their younger, all their other players, yeah, he is old. He's like 26, 27, no, and then. Everyone else is young or like rookie. Like, what's the average age for the pair? All what? Uh, like, I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me if it's like twenty-five. At, but you know what? You know what else is interesting and very funny about this matchup? At the trade deadline, the Rangers traded Brady Shea to the Hurricanes for a first-round pick. Sorry, repeat that. The Rangers traded Brady Shea to the Hurricanes for a first-round pick. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, I forgot about that. There's, like, there's so many... Th- Did you know that Ilya Kovalchuk's a Washington Capital? Yeah, and Tyler Ennis is an... And Tyler Ennis is an Oiler. Like, there's so many things that 
uh, that happened at the trade happened, outlet. No one remembers because yeah. it shut down like three weeks later, two weeks later. Yeah. And you you still believe that like the David Ayers game happened less than four months ago. It never happened. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, so back to the average age. It's 26. So I, I thought they'd be younger. So, but um, 26 years okay. old. And but yeah. the thing is, Carolina Carolina has young talent too. Like it's not like it's not like they're like these old grunt grunts like trying to trying to barge barge their way into the Stanley Cup. Actually, yeah, but I think like just is it aren't the Rangers have better like scoring? Or no? Oh, definitely, or... definitely. The Hurricanes are a very defend like a defensive team. And yeah, exactly. That's, like that's their that's just their brand, which is fine. And because like. How at the beginning of every season, every single game is like seven, six, or eight, ten, yeah. or, and I think teams that have a lot of scoring power have the potential to just either steal a series or like sweep a series, just because they're just all the pucks are going in, and that's and that's why score more pucks. That's why I would take the leaps in the next series, because. I think John Tortorella is going to try to defense his way through this when the Leafs are at their best at the beginning of the season where they're just like, defense doesn't matter, let's score our way out of problems. Um, do you think like the team is going to change the way it plays because they're going to get somewhat of a, a somewhat of a training camp with uh, with their head coach? What's his name? God damn it. Keefe? Yeah, Sheldon Keefe. Uh, you forgot uh, Sheldon Keefe. <laughs> yeah, I, I blank, okay? Um, See, think, or do you think they're gonna like change how they play because they're gonna have a training camp? Because they after, because after Mike Babcock got fired, everyone's like, oh, what we could, we don't know how this team would have reacted if they had a training camp with uh, Sheldon Keefe and how if they started like the season with him as head coach. And and now they that's a, you know that's a great point. And I think this 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 might go for this might go for a lot of teams that had coaches get fired this year. Like, yeah, so many coaches got fired this year. I think we all forget that. And I think that's a great point by you because they're gonna have a uh, like a two week training camp period, like a, like a training semi camp. semi training camp with him with their with their coach that they've known for that 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 just came into the into the yeah. into the league out of nowhere well not really out of nowhere but just mid-season and i think that's a great point but they shouldn't they shouldn't change how they play the Leafs shouldn't no i know no i'm not saying to change how they play but like just structure into their game and just kind of re- re- organize themselves under sheldon Keefe's like plan because I think they were, like, still playing half Babcock hockey, half Sheldon Keefe hockey through, like, the rest of the season. See, but that first, those first games where he was there, it was only Sheldon Keefe hockey. Yeah. And yeah, then, I guess. And then, so if they can, honestly, if they can play like they did during their whatever, like, did they win, like, 10, like 10, 10 games in 11? In 11. 10. Ten out of eleven yeah. games, or something, 10, something stupid like that. And zero and one. Yeah, if yeah. they play exactly, if they play that type of hockey, like I'm sorry, they should be, they should be good to go. Even, yeah. and the thing is, our defense has been in shambles all season. Just the yeah. fact of this guy's injured and this guy's injured, and they just didn't have enough, uh, like they didn't have an, enough people to call up. Yeah, everyone's gonna be back healthy. At a hundred percent, Freddie is going to be healthy because I think something was wrong with Freddie and he was just dealing with oh, injury. Um, thank God we don't have Michael Hutchinson anymore, so we don't have to worry about that. We have, and I like Jack Campbell. Jack Campbell, there you go, Jack Campbell. And how how great is it going to be to have a fully a full healthy Riley, a full healthy Barry, a fully healthy uh, yeah. Muzzin, a fully healthy Dermot? You know so, the thing no no one's talking about is what what is Barry gonna do? Meaning where's he gonna go or or what's yeah. he gonna do? Oh, where's he gonna go? Uh, <laughs> I think like, the Leafs just, have, uh, the Leafs have already just pretty much decided like they're not gonna keep him. Yeah, 
like, does he sign a one-year deal for whatever he's making now and try to rebound and then, like, get go for a big signing next year? Um, that's a very good, that's a very good point. Does he want that? I don't know. I don't think so. That's a good, yeah. I think he wants his big payday, but like under these kind of circumstances, like. And I think you're going to see, I think you might see a lot more of those situations now after this, after, after this season is like these short deals to be like, this is, this is what I can do when there isn't a pandemic. Yeah, exactly. and then he'll get, and then they'll get big money. But I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be opposed to bringing him back on a one-year, semi like, yeah, like semi non-expensive deal. Yeah, what is he getting paid now? So it's it's a little it's a little it's a little uh, confusing. So Colorado retained half of his salary. Oh yeah. So okay. I think the Leafs it's are actually paying six? him. No, the Leafs. The Leafs are actually paying him two point seven five, and then the yeah, Avalan- Avalanche are paying another. So I think it's, I think it's five point five altogether. Five. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's not that too bad. Then. Okay. Um. And then Florida and Islanders. Um. That's the next series that is. These teams actually the played. Actually played each other. I think five. Five years ago, they played each other, and the Islanders won. The Islanders won with, won on a John Tavares overtime goal. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So they have a bit of history. Was it five years ago? Because it was the it was it was the it was the Matthews Tank year, which believe it or not, I think was five years ago. I thought that was 2012 for some reason. No. No. Okay, whatever. I for some reason I thought it was 2012 when that happened. Uh, no. Okay, never mind. So, um, in I think if Bobrovsky comes back to his old form, it all form, depends on him. It really depends on if Sergey yeah. Bobrovsky is actually competent. Because if Sergey Bobrovsky isn't competent, then the Islanders are just gonna play shutdown and just not let them anywhere near the net, and they'll just score one goal and just win like that. That's gonna be a fun series to watch because it's gonna be. Like real. Uh, I don't know uh, about that. I don't know if it's playoff. gonna be fun. I mean, fun. I don't know. It... I don't know if it's gonna be fun because the because the Islanders are so boring. Yeah, actually, yeah, I'll take that statement back. It's not gonna be fun. I meant it's gonna be fun, not fun, but stressful. As in, it's only gonna be a one to two, like two goal game. Like it's not gonna be like a hey. seven eight high scoring game. Hey, if Bobrovsky's if Bobrovsky isn't Bobrovsky, who knows? It might be a seven-goal game. Actually, yeah, that's a good point. Like, it's all yeah. That game is or that's this this whenever the season starts, he has to he has to return to he has to save his season. Yeah, and save the Panthers from cutting salary by ten million. Yeah, he can't he can't <laughs> he can't control what the what the owners do. Yeah, but if he somehow recovers and gives hope to the owners that he's not completely bad anymore, then they can go from there and try to not and try to fix him. <laughs> yeah, basically. Try to fix their scenario. Now, yeah. uh, let's go, go to the West. Yeah, let's go to the West. Um, Edmonton, uh, Chicago. So uh, I'll take the Oilers. I know you're taking the Oilers. Yeah, I'm taking the Oilers. Chicago. Has... I think I think Chicago will give them more of a run than you than you than you think. No. I I really do. Um, I think if they had uh Robin Leonard, Robin. Yeah, Robin. Robert Leonard. Robin. Um, I think they'd have a fighting chance, but he's in Vegas, so I call I say no shot. So that's just my opinion. Yeah, I think um, the Oilers. I think the Oilers will win. I don't think it's gonna be like. A complete blowout like you do. That's and, and and that's that's what I'm saying. Okay. Um. Uh. Nashville versus Arizona. We kind of already talked about this. Um. I, I think I, 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 I'm gonna go with the the Preds because I have no faith in the Coyotes. If Taylor Hall and God damn it, I forgot his name. Clayton Keller. No, Taylor Hall and 
Phil Castle. Boom. Wow. I am done. Oh, Phil Castle? Um, if Taylor Hall and Phil Castle somehow come back and are on fire, then Nashville is going to have to have good, good, good goaltending, and they have a rough year with goaltending. So I don't know about that. We'll figure yeah, that out, I guess. Not- now that I think of it, that's another one. It's all going to depend on whether or not Pecorine is the good Pe- Pecorine. Yeah. Um, Vancouver, Minnesota. If everyone's healthy on Vancouver, Minnesota has Vancouver. no chance. It's going to be Vancouver. Yeah. I I haven't seen I Minnesota. Can't... I haven't seen Minnesota that much that much this year. But I can't even remember. Like I don't like they've never been that great, even when they were making the playoffs. You know Arizona's bad when Minnesota is above them in the above them in the standings. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, Calgary, Winnipeg. I uh, kind of want Cal- I kind of want Winnipeg to win, but I think Calgary will take it just because they're more evenly like spread apart and their defense is not completely mangled. That and that's the exact same reason why I'll take Calgary is because. I mean, the odds of Connor Hellebuck pulling a rabbit out of his hat are definitely up there. Yeah. He, he was literally doing it the whole season. The so, whole season. Yeah. And that's that's definitely a possibility. And also, Calgary, Calgary when it comes to goaltending, it's either... Uh, it's David Redditch, right? David Redditch is the yeah. goalie. It's either... And, their, and Cam Talbot. Cam Talbot? I'm pretty think. sure I'm pretty sure it's Cam Talbot, but both I was of those. Goalies, Mike Smith, but Mike Smith was last. No, year. Mike Smith's not there. Yeah. Uh, it's either with those two, it's either they're average and and, and can play pretty well, or yeah. if they're not on their game, it's all right. See you next year. Yeah, exactly. So, so I'll take Calgary. However, if their goaltending is not up to par, they have no shot. Yeah. Okay. okay so. Um, I think now is a good t- time to sort of explain the how the draft lottery is going to work. Okay. So I already I have just in my notes the the cities that are considered. Everything's still kind of up in the air. He said they're going to choose cities within the next three two uh two to three weeks, uh, and then we'll find out. Me personally, I don't think it's going to happen in Canada. I think it's no going to be in the states. Um. So. Sorry, Edmonton, and sorry, Toronto and Vancouver. I don't think it's happening here. I think most likely it's going to be in Vegas and, uh, yeah, I think Vegas and, yeah, I don't know. Columbus. I, Columbus, maybe, or Chicago. Like, I don't know. But I think. No, they sure. said that they wanted one East. They said they wanted one East team and one West team. Oh, true. I forgot about that. Or true. one East. Sorry, one East city, one yeah, West yeah. city. So okay, Vegas and Columbus would be the best, the best options yeah. because it's one East and one West. Now, yeah. So the draft lottery, which which have been, we've people have been talking about the draft and how apparently it was going to happen, you know, in some in some way, shape, or form. And this is what it is. It is a bit confusing, but I think I I think I've narrowed it down. So there's a phase one of the draft. Phase one is you have the seven teams that haven't made it yet, or so that haven't made it yet. That the seven teams that have not that are not made. going to this 24 Ross uh, 24 team format that will not be attending the 24 team playoff. So your 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 seven teams: Detroit, Ottawa, San Jose, but Ottawa has the uh, L.A., Anaheim, New Jersey, and Buffalo. Buffalo gets the short end of the stick because. They apparently were like one game, one point behind the Habs, but the, and they had two games in hand when the series stopped, when the season stopped. And um, New Jersey and Buffalo were tied with amount of points, but they went to overtime wins and overtime losses. Oh, that's how oh, yeah, they decided yeah. that New Jersey's worse. All right. Yeah. So. Those seven teams will be in phase one of the draft. And from eight to 15, you have teams A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and H, which are basically just placeholders for teams that will get that get eliminated in the play-in round. Well, so round, yeah. let's, let's use an example. Let's say uh, 
I'm not trying to offend any team here. I'm just throwing out any any team whatsoever. Let's say Montreal because they're the worst out of the bunch. So let's say uh, Montreal, Florida, Carolina, and the Leafs lose in the first round, which that's not gonna. Which if that happens, break my heart. And then the Wild, the Blackhawks, the Preds, and the Flames lose in the West. Those uh, eight teams will be filled into the spots of teams of teams A to H in the in the draft lottery, which will fill out spots eight to fifteen. Phase one of the draft will just will be with the top seven teams. If they do the lottery and they do all three lotteries, and the the teams that win all three lotteries are in the first half being the one to seven spots, then there is no other phase two. It's just that phase, and then everyone just kind of fills out from there. If they do a draft lottery and one of the placeholder teams being team A to H win one of the lotteries, they then go to phase two of the draft, which they will then do a lottery to decide which of those teams that lost in the play-in rounds will get that spot and get that first pick in, in the draft. It's very confusing. I I definitely see that it's very confusing, but it's what it's what they're doing, and in a way, it does make complete sense. And I think it's super cool how you can lose in this play-in round and get the first overall pick. Yeah, but the chances are okay. So uh, the eighth team only has a six percent chance of getting the first yes. overall pick. We have in the past seen. I remember, but if I can't remember a specific year, but there was there was a year where I think Philly missed the playoffs by like eight by like you know five six points or had like the 14th best odds and won the second overall pick. Yeah, like it's happened before, and it's not out of proportion for a team to win a win a lottery in an eight in in an eight to uh, 15 seed. Here, uh, I just want to add something. So if any of the teams A through H come out of these top three picks, however, in phase two, uh, will take place with each of the eight teams having equal odds, 12.5%, to mm-hmm. move into the top three. So basically, if they move into phase two, then each team that doesn't make the playoffs um, has an equal chance of winning. Has an equal chance of getting whatever, whatever. One of uh, the top three picks. One of the top three picks. Okay. Because the phase so, one only has to do with the top three picks. Yeah. Phase two only has to do with the top two, uh, top three picks. So if one of the teams, one of the bottom eight teams, gets a top three pick, that's they're moving into the phase two, and then they just then they figure out who gets that. Uh, pick that's in the top three. However, if the top seven, we'll say top top seven, top seven, bottom seven, whatever it is, if one of the one to seven spots, or sorry, if only if it's only the the, the three lotteries that the top seven win, if those three one of those three teams or geez, three of those seven teams, I cannot speak today. Uh, if three of those seven teams win the win that lottery with those top three lotteries, phase two doesn't happen. Yeah. So that's how that's how they're gonna break it down this specific this specific year. Yeah. And it's just another thing of like, God, they're they're just they're trying and it's really hard for them to for them to yeah. have to do this. Um I think I like it. It's something oh, different. It. It, honestly you, you know how we were talking um a couple episodes ago? We talked about how like the Detroit Detroit would if they go with like just the seven teams, then Detroit would have a fifty percent chance of getting the first overall pick. Yeah. And now, that's that's crazy. Now that's not gonna that's not happening. It's there's no conspiracy theory that they wanna give the uh, first overall pick to Detroit, which thank God. Um I think Ottawa I don't care. Yeah, I don't really care, but Ottawa has a good chance of getting uh, 
Alex Alexander Lafinia. Alexis. Getting, oh, Alexis Lafinia. Hey, um, the, the, the Sens the Sens accumulatively have a oh math is hard. Uh um they uh they have a twenty five percent chance. Twenty five percent chance. God. I can you can you tell that I didn't go into math? Uh <laughs> My my dad would be so my dad would be so mad at me. He's a math teacher. Um, so the, yes, they have a twenty five percent accumulative chance with those two two and three picks that um that that they would go into the and to get the the pick. Now another thing is if the Islanders lose in the first in the first play in round, that's another pick for the Sens. Oh yeah, that's true. So the Sens, about that. the Sens have a very, very good opportunity to have a good opportunity in order to get three good first-round picks. Yeah. And, like, from what I remember from, like, they were, what they were talking about the draft is they were saying that this draft is really, like, stacked with a lot of good young players. Yes, that could become that. superstars. In the I've heard league. this draft. This draft is very, is actually very deep and very, very good. Yeah. So we'll see the future of, um, the future of the NHL coming in this year. And it's still, uh, it's still gonna take like uh, over a month. Like, like they said that they're not even, they're not even gonna try to open, open up training, have training camps until at least Canada Day. So yeah. it's gonna take a while, and that sucks. Well, but not hearing this, I'm so I'm so excited because it's gonna be mayhem when this when this all happens. They're only gonna have two hub cities, and they have to get as many games done as done as possible. There's gonna be yeah. hockey on your TV 24 hours a day, seven days a week for when it's on, and it's gonna be just mayhem. Yeah, it's gonna be great. We're gonna have a lot of stuff to talk about, and it's just gonna take our mind off what is going on. One thing I did like is they didn't repeat like oh safety and. Uh, everything about the coronavirus. They said it once. They said it a couple like times, reminding everyone. They said that everything that we're doing is gonna be safe. We're gonna try to make it as safe as possible, and that's what I like. Um, one thing to talk about the draft is when the NHL drafts now uh, locked in after the 2019-2020 season in October potentially. Uh, some prospects could uh, con- conceivably start playing in Europe again before it happens. I mean, yes. Like, technically, yes. But, and maybe that's in their best interests. But it's a, it's just such a different, (laughs) it's such a different circumstance. Like, technically, yes, you're right. And that might be, that might be the best thing for them in order to, because the KHL folded or folded the KHL like dismissed their their season, season as well as the as well as I think the OHL did too and the and the AHL but that's going to be the only way for them to keep playing or for and them stay to, in shape, to, yeah. to stay in shape and no, it's going to be interesting because I, I think that's good for players for players that are going to go in like the second and third rounds that's yeah. good for them, but yeah. maybe if you're if you're a top ten pick, I don't know. I don't know. This is not the to me. That's not the greatest. Like I don't know if you want to risk like getting injured just to like play a couple months before getting dra- drafted. Like that's thing. That's one issue that like could come up, but I don't know. That's still quite a bit away. We'll see how the prospects are like what the situation is around things. So yeah. Um, and and so the draft will be held virtually, so we'll get to see Kyle Dubas's basement. It's probably very rich and fancy. Or his office, that that too. Again, that very there. rich and fancy. Yeah. Um, okay, so the Buffalo Sabres become the fifth team in NHL history to go nine consecutive seasons without a playoff appearance. The Buffalo Sabres got screwed, even in an extended format, of the NHL playoffs. Okay. Can I can I say something first? 
Any Buffalo Sabres fans who think that they were absolutely screwed, how about you, I don't know, win five more games? Yeah. Um, one And one more thing is their GM, uh, Bob uh, Botterill. Yeah, Jason Botterill. Jason Botterill. Jason Botterill is returning as GM next season. Every Sabres fan wants him fired. Every single Sabre fan wants his wants him fired. I, is, I love how everyone like from the Buffalo Sabres were like like upset that they don't make this playoff format. And yet the Pagulas are keeping him as GM. Why don't you get rid of him and try to figure out why your team isn't the making the playoffs in nine consecutive years? Okay, so I went to a Sabres game this year. And I sat next to, just by chance, I sat next to this guy who writes for the SB Nation blog of the of the Sabres. So you know the you know the pension plan puppets. Yeah. So it's their it's their ver it's the Sabres version of that. Yeah. Okay. Just by chance, I sat next to this guy, and <laughs> I've been like, so he told me to follow him on Twitter. Every every time he says he tweets anything, it's all about how he wants Jason Botterill fired. Every single Sabres yeah. fan wants this guy gone. And the Pagulas, who basically saved sports in in Buffalo, the Pagulas to me are way too if you especially if you if you pay attention to the Bills, they're way too outspoken and way too they're like you like like Eugene Melnick esque being like yeah being like way too vocal and just you're like stop talking yeah that's so, never a good sign so is yes yes kind of outspoken outspoken definitely but his wife kim is the one who's usually the one who's telling every everyone everything talks too much yes it's a combination of both of them, but a lot of times it's been uh, it, it's been her. Fuck! Finally, I found I found the four I found the the the, the four seeds, uh, the four of the uh, the 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 buy-in rounds, like the round robin teams. Yeah, they were yeah. at the top of the page. Okay, so Boston, Tampa—that's who I left out. Washington and Philly, and then the Blues, the Avalanche, Vegas, and the Stars. I'm surprised the star. Wow, I'm I'm also just not paying attention to the Stars all season, because I didn't know that they were that good to have their uh, the first round buy. So yeah. that's so that that's it for so uh so that's those are the those are the four teams. Now Jason Botterill has completely screwed screwed up the the the, the Sabers and has not done really anything great with it. Yeah. Okay. And and another thing, poor. Sorry. I think you're hitting the mic or something. Poor Jack Eichel. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Oh, um, yeah. I Jack feel so Eichel bad for is... him. See, my thing is, is it Jack Eichel or is Jack Eichel the problem? No. 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 Jack Eichel is not the problem. If I was him, I wouldn't be dealing with this bullshit. Because the Sabers have See, been my thing is... rebuilding since before he if... even came. Why doesn't he request a trade? Because he already committed there, and it really and the thing is, Sabres fans will tell you it really seems like he no he loves Buffalo like he really loves Buffalo. Oh okay. But just if the organization's gonna screw him over, what can you do? Yeah, I, I guess yeah, that's that's a good point. But I don't know. I think that that whole situation is like interesting because I was watching the like a couple like they did a trade. For Ryan O'Reilly and the player that came back kind of hated hockey because of Buffalo. Yes, he just came. He, uh, it was it was Patrick Berglund. Patrick Berglund just came okay, back, yeah. came back, played a few games, and said he hated hockey and didn't want to and didn't want to play anymore, and then just left. Yeah. And then Ryan O'Reilly goes and wins a Conn Smythe with the Blues. Yeah. So could it be an issue with the locker room as Jack Eichel being the captain? That could be an issue. Could it not be? That's a possibility, but I mean, like, your captain is the your captain should be the one to motivate your players, which is yeah. what Jack Eichel is. And I mean, that's 
you're you're you might be onto something. However, I don't I I I don't think Jack Eichel's the problem. I think the problem should be like they're not surrounding him with enough. They got they paid Jeff Skinner nine and a half million dollars and he scored like thirty points this year. Yeah, that's a good, actually a good point. So th- it could be an issue from the uh, head all the way top to bottom, or it could be an issue with the locker room itself. It could be it could be column A and column B. Yeah. But I don't think that Jack Eichel's the like the big problem. I'm, no, I'm not saying it's, he's a big problem. I'm saying he could be a problem that is stopping this team in, this team from like accelerating or going somewhere. I, I don't know. I think I think if the if the organization decided to sign players that can score, yeah, then but then then again, they would be winning more games. But then again, who wants to go to Buffalo? That's that's the that's the thing. So many like like that's the thing, especially for the Bills. They just can't they can't get free agents to go there. Yeah. And and like and I I guess it might be the same thing for it might be the same thing for the Sabers too because like people just assume like oh Buffalo's colder than ice. Yeah. And that's something that they just they they have so much trouble with is getting people to come to to Buffalo. Uh, Leon Dreisaitl joins uh, Elite Company by becoming the ninth uh, European-born player to win the Art Ross. Okay, you're back. <laughs> we froze. Oh, we froze. Like I was so confused because I saw. I think you froze because I was all good. Really? Because because yeah, on my just, on, on my end you froze. You were just like this and just. Yeah. No, on my okay. end you froze. <laughs> okay. Um. Back to where we go. Uh, Leon Dreisaitl joins Elite Company by becoming the ninth uh, European-born player to win the Art Ross. Yeah, good for him. I was well, looking I, down the I, list. I, it I'm, was a, like, I'm a really big Dreisaitl fan. It was uh, like it was a lot of good players. Um, the last one was Kuznetsov, I think. For no Kucherov. Kucherov, there you go. Yeah, Which my was bad. Last year. He was, was last season. He was the last one. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, good for him. Leon Dreisaitl thing. But I think... Um, you got 110 points in, like, yeah. 70 games. It's crazy. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that guy's really good. Um, Quinn Hughes for the Canucks leads all NHL rookies in points, which basically means I'm assuming he's going to win the rookie, like, award, um, which came to a close on Tuesday which was March 11th or whatever. And according to Elias Sports, he is the third defenseman to lead rookies in points over the last 80 seasons, joining Hall of Famers Brian Litch and Bobby Orr. Brian Litch? Brian Leach? Yeah, that guy. Sure. (laughs) And Bobby Orr. So... I hope you know what pain. I hope you know what pains me. How little you know about like about about, about yes. Yes, that's fine. It's I'm here to learn. We're we're learning how to do podcasting. We're learning about ho- or I'm learning about hockey. Um, yeah. No, no, Brian. Yeah, Brian Leach was like he's. He was a he was a fantastic. Yeah. Uh, he played he played for the Leafs for for half a season, but was is mostly known for playing for the Rangers. Yeah. Okay. Um, one thing that like shows how good the like drafting of the Vancouver Canucks is that they have back to back Calder Cup winning players. Uh, is it uh, Patterson and and now Hughes? Yeah. And one's a forward, and one's a defenseman. That's that, and that that's and that's where I give Jim Benning. I give Jim Benning so much props for his drafting. However, on July first, he'll spend like four million dollars on Jay Beagle. Yeah, like that's that's the problem I have with him, and that's the problem that yeah. Canucks fans have with him. Is yeah. his drafting is unbelievable, but like, and he'll find he'll find gems in the first in the first round, and then you'll just be like, how how did he even get? He got Brock Bester at twenty two. Like that's that's, that's crazy. Yeah, and but, he's... but then he'll he'll spend he'll just spend like he'll just spend a bunch of money on Antoine Roussel. Yeah, I love how this the whole conversation we have about Vancouver Canucks is always comes back to 
him spending money on players that are overpaid and aren't worth what he gives them. Like that's he does really it all the, the time. Just, it's funny to watch. Yeah, and he that's does it like all the, the time. It's funny to really watch. talk about about like Vancouver Canucks and just um just like what they're doing. Um uh and then some other awards is Oilers, oh actually I think the Bruins are the President uh, Trophy winners. Uh, they lead the point. The, they lead the league with a hundred points as of March twelfth. Um, good for them, good I guess. For you, you were um, the best team then, of the regular season. Ugh. And then Alexander Ovechkin and David Pasternak share the Racket Richard Trophy with forty-eight goals. It's the ninth win for the Capitals' captain and the first for the Bruins' forward. This is the third time that the award was uh, shared, the first since Steven Zampos and Sidney Crosby tied with 51 goals in 2009-2010. All right, so here's, here's a story for you. I remember Steven Stamkos and Sidney Crosby winning, winning the trophy. And did this both is of one, of, one of my up, favorite things. Did both of them come up, come up on stage at the same time? Probably, probably they probably just both come up and they take a yeah, pictures yeah. and 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 take and and take a picture with the trophy. How it, how it works is like they they give you like the trophy on stage, but they give you like the gigantic fucking version, like that that you'll put in your that you can put in your like cabinet or whatever. So my dad. <laughs> Bless him. My dad, my dad, I'm like eight years old. He tells me, oh, so you know that Stamkos and Crosby both got the Rocket Richard, right? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, like that's that's so cool. You, you know what happens, right? I was like, what? So they split the trophy down the middle and give one half to one guy and one half to another. Yeah, that's something a dad would tell a kid, definitely. And I was like, what? I mean, I, I'm sure I believed him because I was just yeah. an idiot. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's how, that's, that's, that's his humor is he'll just like, he'll just make up shit to see if you believe it. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, last thing I want to end on before we leave, does this Stanley Cup count? Yes. That's such a dumb conversation. And I think this Stanley Cup's going to count more than ever because you're actually going to have to play an extra round that's going to determine who you play with and how you play. And I think the players, this is going to be probably the best playoffs to watch because everyone is going to be a hundred percent healthy or close to a hundred percent healthy. Uh, unless you're like not doing some crazy surgery or whatever, but this is going to be the first time you're going to be at a hundred percent and it's probably going to be the best playoffs to watch. And just, it's going to be the most entertaining because there's going to be an extra round where, Two good teams aren't gonna get knocked off in the first round. But no, hey. you're, you're no, you're right. This 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 like, I said from the beginning, like this this Stanley Cup matters. I don't care what what anyone says, it, it matters and it it counts. It's gonna be it's gonna be really yeah. It's, it's not gonna be a walk in the park for any team. It's gonna be it's gonna be yeah. hard. It's gonna be you're going through five rounds. Like it's like it's not gonna be it's not gonna be easy, and. The Stanley Cup will be awarded, and it's gonna be it's gonna be to a team that deserves it and a team that played hard hard to win it. Yeah. So it's gonna be kind of delayed, but yes, it's gonna be deserving, and they're gonna whoever wins it is gonna work their ass off to win it. Mm-hmm. That's uh, all I have really to say about that. And, and I don't that's like all the people. I gotta say about that. Yeah. And I don't like the people that are like, oh no, it's not a real Stanley Cup or all this like other bullshit that. It is a real Stanley Cup, and you know, you know what the, you know what to say about those people? Hey, you suck. Yeah, basically, that's what I have to say. You you um, don't matter. Okay, you're gonna you're gonna watch, and you're gonna say it doesn't count, but you're gonna watch. So. Yeah, exactly. They're gonna make some money off of it, and that's all that matters. Last um, last thing last thing. I know I know we have to go, and I said this was last thing. So, um, the Korean Baseball League, though their stadiums are empty, they're allowing like a thousand people in to so and social distancing yeah. in order to make a little bit of money. You think the NHL could benefit from that? Um, I don't know. That's like, see, in Korea they have like the coronavirus a little bit more under control, 
Um, I don't know. That's that's a month and a half away, like issue that we're going to be discussing. Um, I think it'd be cool. I don't know if it's even worth bringing a thousand people into the venue, like just money wise. Like it's a thousand people. It's not right. that much money. And I, I just don't think it's charge, worth it. But then you charge leave ticket prices. Yeah. It's still not even <laughs> worth it. At that. Like, what? That's going to be like a thousand people, $200. Like that's $20,000. Like it's not that much money for just like Dude, that's, the NHL yeah. could take the NHL could take anybody anybody right now. Actually, yeah, that might be actually a good point that like they're just looking for any type of money revenue. But I don't know. Um, I think that's a good way to end it out. Good way to end the show. Um, thanks for listening, guys. Check out um check out us on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you listen to podcasts. Recommend us to a friend. Share us. Uh, like us. Subscribe. Follow. Do whatever you think uh, you want. Um, we should have an episode next week. We're gonna have an episode next week. Hopefully, we have stuff to talk about. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, have a great week and stay safe.